Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. Dr. Bill Williams, it's a great to be seeing you again. I guess uh, we first connected down at the New Media Summit in Florida, and uh, happy to have you here today on the podcast. Uh, range of subjects I know that you and I can address. We both uh, deal with a lot of professionals, in particular dentists. Tell me a bit about your your business and your practice, uh, and for our audience members, give them an understanding of the type of things you get up to. I practice down here, JP, down in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for, believe it or not, 44 years in practice. Yeah, good for you. I've been in a dentist, uh, general practice. I started teaching in 1981. I was interested in TMJ, orthodontics, reconstruction, neuromuscular dentistry. And over the years, I found that I enjoyed teaching and kept at it. And for the last 15 years, I've been focused on management, marketing, leadership, communication. And so I, I kind of specialize my teaching right now in, in helping dentists maximize their productivity, their efficiency, and doubling or tripling the size of their practice so that they can have a more valuable asset when they're ready to retire. That's fascinating. Yeah, I work with a lot of dentists as well, and they're commonly looking at ways of increasing the value of their business. Oftentimes, they don't have the knowledge or understanding of what is required to, to do that. Obviously, you do. Can you talk to me about some of the things that you'll, you'll coach, a, coach a dentist along to do as they are developing their practice? Well, we'd look at it comprehensively and say, what's going on with the practice that's not clicking? And we, we've kind of divided things up into five major areas where dentists need to shine if they want to grow and produce mindset, you know, the belief they have about themselves and the business of dentistry, the staff, the team, the uh, facility and, and its geographical location all, all the way down to the footprint of the building and the layout, the uh, marketing they have to do, which is essential for bringing in the new people. And finally, the capacity the dentist has, you know, his skills, his capabilities, his managerial techniques. So we look at all that and go, okay, what are the bottlenecks? What are the things that hold them back? And we basically will have them into a mastermind session or go through an online training program, depending on which program they're in with us. And they see a new avenue, a new approach, because what I always say is, if it's been done, it's probably possible. And we like to show people what's possible. It's interesting because each one of those particular areas could be the subject of a whole individual podcast. And I appreciate you probably spend a lot of time on each. And you're probably, when you're working with a, with a dentist, seeing that they might be strong in one area and maybe not another. Um, do you find that there's one area that you're spending the majority of your time with uh, for a new dentist, for somebody that uh, is just beginning their practice? Well, we have to have a vision and a mission and a strategic plan for growth and development. And so a new dentist will have to organize their thoughts in a way to know that the, the end game that they wanna achieve has to go through certain stages and you can't expect it all at once. And so when I'm working with new dentists, I pretty much 
do a career outline and say, okay, where do you want to end up? And here's how you get there. Yeah. That leads me to the next thought I had as well, because uh, oftentimes I'm working with somebody that's either beginning their practice or in the process of restructuring or possibly purchasing another one to the end game or the dentist has been at for a while who's looking to actually sell, you know, sell their practice. If they've done things well, obviously they're, you know, they're realizing a return on their investment. How is the conversation different when you're talking to someone that's in a later stage of their career and with a view to ultimately selling their practice? Well, it turns out that the older dentist is, is actually my sweet spot of teaching and, and bringing them to the last few years with a successful ending. Uh, I like to say that I teach dentists how to finish well because I've been there. I've done that. I was able to sell my practice for multiple seven figures and I was able to double my practice and triple it and actually quadruple it over a period of 10 years. And when we did that, we categorized it and cataloged it. And so we can teach that to other people. There are specific steps you can take to increase the value of the practice. And it's the same for dentists to retire on a small amount when just a, a little bit of work, they could double that amount. That's right. That's right. Can you give us a couple of ideas of what some of those things might look like? Well, of course, the number one thing you can do is to have multiple sources of income in the practice instead of just your own hands working. You bring in an associate who will immediately bring you one to $200,000 of uh, income personally because every associate should be producing between a half a million and a million dollars. Right. And the profit you get off that is going to be you know, extensive if you have two or three associates. So that's one avenue. Another is to have multiple capabilities. I call it being a decathlon dentist, 10 different techniques that would be leading to um, production. It only takes half as many patients to be productive if you've got twice the capability as a dentist. So I can do orthodontics, implants, periodontal surgery, endodontics, take out wisdom teeth, do TMJ reconstruction. I can do all that. And if you actually train yourself to be proficient, uh, some people call it a jack of all trades or a comprehensive dentist. I call it being a decathlon dentist. Decathlon dentist. Yeah, because you've written on that as well, right? I saw that uh, you've actually written a couple of books. Maybe it's pretty interesting to hear you say from your learning that you've been able to turn it and produce obviously books and teaching methods for other dentists, right? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to uh, catalog a lot of what I did to grow the practice in newsletters as I was doing it. And then I collected those and put them into a book and put a forward and an after, you know, conclusion on the end of the newsletters. And I ended up my first uh, number one bestseller on Amazon. And that was about 2011 that I wrote that book. And it's still sold in the top 10 or so of Amazon even today. And then in 2014, I, I wrote another book and it's been in the top 10. It's called uh, The $10,000 a Day Dentist. And so the first book was about marketing and how to grow your practice a half a million a year every year for 10 straight years. The second book was about how to make the perfect day. I call it The $10,000 Day. So if you want to be a $10,000 a day dentist, you basically are given 50 different ways to do that in the book. And if I encourage somebody to... Um, see how to be successful. I say, have one good day and then repeat that day over and over again. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, a good business philosophy for I mean, application to many different types of professions or businesses as well. Uh, are the principles, I imagine they probably are, are they principles that could be, I guess, applied across various industries? Well, let me tell you this. I let a um, person read the book when it was in its pre-publication form. And he sat there and, and read the entire thing in one day. And he said, you know, you need to print this book generically for business because it's just because you're a dentist and you're writing to the dentist, that's not the only audience for this book, you know? So it's true that a non-dentist read the book and said, this will be applicable to every business. Fascinating. Right. But you've, you've chosen to, and I guess it's because of your own background, right? Do you work uh, exclusively with dentists? I mean, I haven't really branched out into working with other professionals that much. I pretty much stick with dentists right now. Yeah, that's because that's probably there's probably enough capacity just with the dentists uh, that actually need the help. Uh, we always find the dentists are oftentimes good at their at their at their practice, but they're not as good on the business side of things, are they? I don't think the dentists get near enough training to be uh, successful businessmen as they could be. And most dentists are successful, but then only half of them are as successful as they could be because we don't get any business training in school. We are one of the few professions that we do it all ourselves. We do our own marketing. We do our own uh, hiring and firing. You know, we don't have HR people. We don't have marketing people on most dental teams because they're usually just mom and pop, four, five, six employees total. That's right. That's right. No, we see that. We see that regularly. I mean, we got a base of clients as well that are, you know, adept at their own professions, but the professional schools themselves aren't teaching the professionals on on what's required to actually operate a business, you know, operate a business successfully. Um, so obviously that's part of what you're able to, uh, to do with uh, the people you're working with. How does, somebody, how does somebody work with you? How do you engage with somebody if uh, they were interested in uh, taking advantage of the expertise you've developed over the years? Well, it started out, I had an online program where I was mentoring people with just the online program. And so that's still available. It's called the 5M Masters Academy. There's 12 or 13 modules, videos, PowerPoints, audio program, you know, written documentation and things. So that was the way I did it for about five years. And then I opened up a mastermind at my home and I bring nine dentists in at a time and we go through two days, three times a year. And so that's my flagship program right now is the uh, 5M Mastermind. So you're working with, you say nine dentists, nine dentists a year uh, with, through the mastermind program? That's correct. How long have you been doing that for now? We're in our fourth year wow. of doing the masterminds and uh, very successful. The guys who implement the program will grow anywhere from 200 to 500,000 average a year. Wow. And usually they'll grow that much every year for a couple of years, depending on whether they want to expand or add associates. See, the, the, the average dentist has a, a, a volume limitation called his own hands. They can't produce more than they can produce. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There is a functional ceiling unless they start doing things differently. Naturally, a dentist, as with many professionals, they're limited by the tools available to them. As, as you say in your words, their hands. Uh, I guess another thing would be a function of the hours available in a day. Without uh, the benefit of leverage, they're naturally going to be limited. What are some of the ways that uh, you work with dentists to help them leverage their, well, their tools and their time? Now, I'm talking about an individual dentist and he's a solo dentist and we're not adding people to the team. I have a, a daily routine that I go through that seems to add 30 to 40% to my day. 
And so I'll, I'll teach them a technique called Say Yes and Same Day Dentistry. Those programs are basically listening to the patient a certain way, introducing the patient to the practice with a new patient experience where they do a tour. The, the dentist can interface with people in a, in a more personal way and increase their income, you know, 20, 30% each day. We'll have a morning huddle that will establish some of the uh, needs of the practice. And so, say if we have a goal of 10,000 a day and we're only sitting at 6,000 on the production side, then we'll we'll look for ways to add four or five more. Typically, I'll add 20 or 30% to the day no matter what I've scheduled. So it's basically taking small actions during the day that create a good day. It's fascinating. Uh, again, it can be applied across many industries. Small actions do add up, don't they? Uh, and as you say, it's a real, it's, I mean, it's a real relevant dollars. You're able to grow from, and I like that ten thousand dollars a day. But uh, you're typically seeing, if you're seeing somebody five, six, six thousand dollars, you're able to save them by making minute changes to the way that they actually have their day organized. They're able to take that day to a ten thousand dollar day, right? Exactly. For one instance, you know, I'll be checking hygiene patients all day long. I have my restorative columns, three of them. So I teach a specific scheduling technique. And then I'll teach the um, hygiene schedule is a a place that you have as a resource. It's like a a holding tank for people. And if you have an empty spot in your restorative schedule, you can pull somebody out of hygiene and pull them over into your restorative. And you keep the book pretty much full all day long. And there's, there's external techniques you can use to bring people in off the internet with social media if you have an opening you can announce it on social media and flow people into that spot and so there's there's dynamic ways to fill the schedule every day and as we know time is your biggest asset that's right make use of your time right make use of your time it's so valued so valued uh so how uh, i mean even from the mastermind itself but how uh uh, or where are your the dentists that you're working with? Where are they typically located? Travel to them? Are they traveling to you? Is a lot being done virtually? Most of the work I do is uh, in my home with the dentist. And we do um, coaching calls with them monthly. And we have uh, personal coaches with them that we can uh, interface with them with dental intelligence, which is a software program to crunch their numbers and look for hidden values. So we, we do have a virtual contact with them every month. Mm-hmm, and of mm-hmm. course, if they take the online master's academy program, that's a 24 seven available training that they don't interface with me directly. They just basically uh, get my recordings of my program and just listen to me talk. And, and uh, you know, I've had people in different countries take that one and double their practice just by going through the online program. Yeah, so applying the principles and and wherever their practice may be situated. So you're saying it's not. I mean, it's certainly not U.S. specific. You're are you talking dealing with anybody in in uh, the European market? Yeah, you dealt with anybody in Eng- England and uh, Australia or and Cana- Canadians, of course. Or I call those American. You know, that's so local. But um, England and Australia, we have people. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing how we can, right? How we can leverage the technologies now to make sure we're reaching people all over. Uh, that's that's wonderful, Bill. I mean, a lot of the techniques you're describing are things that uh, I can imagine for my audience, whether they be dentists or not, can uh, be applying to, these, to their business, whatever it may be. And there'd be a lot of value in going through not only your writings, but your teachings. How would people find you? Can you let us know how they would be able to find you online or uh, if they wanted to explore some of these topics further? 
Sure. I'm at solsticedentaladvisors.com. And that solstice, like the uh, summer and winter solstice, Dental Advisors, O-R-S, is the advisor spelling. I have a son and daughter-in-law, two grandchildren living in Great Britain. So I think we chose the uh, British spelling of advisors. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, as a Canadian, I can appreciate that as well. Uh, we go back and forth between the spellings between our uh, Canadian and American friends as well. well that's great. And uh, uh, for those of you listening, interested, I'm sure Dr. Bill Williams will be more than interested in helping you develop some of these techniques for your own business. Practicing dentists, we work with a lot of different dentists, Bill, for ourselves in terms of structuring their business. As a lawyer and legal professional, a lot of times we're looking at the way people are organized their their practice, if it be a dentist, during the time that they're carrying on, and then also having it structured in the most, uh, let's say, tax beneficial manner that they can prior to a sale. Obviously, there's some negotiation that is required for a sale. The purchaser is going to have some say on that. But as a vendor, we can have a business set up in a way that it's going to be done in a tax-efficient manner. And obviously, that requires some timing. You talked about your sweet spot. Maybe we'll sort of end this uh, this conversation on on that sweet spot. When we're dealing with somebody that's been uh, at the practice a little bit longer, uh, viewed as selling, um, I sort of ideally have five years to work with somebody, certainly from a tax perspective, two years. Because it's good to put any planning in place two years prior to a sale, make sure assets are owned in a, in a particular way. If there are to be any income splitting or any capital gains work to be done, make sure that's all owned properly. With a view to eventually selling, date of sale, obviously everything needs to be organized very specifically uh, because that's when things crystallize from a tax perspective. How long do you ideally work with someone prior to a, prior to a sale of a business? Uh, I probably would like to see 10 years. That'd be ideal. Five years can work. Turns out a lot of the dentists that I work for tend to work longer than they thought they would because they're having fun. They're uh, rejuvenated. They're making so much money, they don't want to stop. That's right. That's right. It's a good problem to have, isn't it? I always say to clients, it's a good problem to have. Even when you're paying taxes, it means we're making too much money. Well, Bill, that's great. I appreciate your time today on this. I'm sure our audience is going to benefit greatly. Anybody interested, feel free to go out, search for Bill at the uh, locations he just provided to us. And of course, you can always find him on the internet, solsticedentaladvisors.com. That's great. Okay, thanks so much, Bill. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again in the future. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.